This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, Corey Parker's retirement may only free up 100k from the Broncos' official salary cap, but it frees up 100% of their cunt of a human being allowance. The fan bases of 15 clubs left with just a semi as a Fijian winger declares his loyalty to the Els. Following the success of the Tigers buying all the hookers strategy, the Roosters commence their buying all the mediocre halves strategy with the signing of Luke Heary. And we preview all the action for round 16 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 227 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And don't forget, if you're a new listener and on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, give us a shout. Or if it's a friend or whatever, give us a shout. And we will uh, get the guys some instant followers and uh, instant buddies to talk footy with and probably put shit on them and, you know, vice versa. It's all good. Um, the mailbag this week, uh, random. It's, it's a random hodgepodge this week, I will say. Um, at Warriors Suck Balls. That I followed the biggest tiger at the biggest tiger and got all these recommendations to follow Gronks, aka the New South Wales Rugby League and his legion of masturbators. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam the Warden, one of the biggest laughs of the year from this week in league was uh, Jay's deadpanning look I've been in that position regarding sexing it up. You know, this wasn't meant as a sledge, it was genuinely great delivery. He had the X Factor. <laughs> See? He goes in to give you a hug. Yep. Yeah. And it's the squirrel grip instead. Yeah. Oh, I love it. He's just like he's, it's, it's a big it's just it's a big warm bear hug. And then and you you're on board with it until you feel the finger up. Yeah, you know, just start fucking slide down your crack. <laughs> At, at Stuart Marler said, uh, Suzuki sells a model of the Vitara called the RTS. I presume it costs overs to buy and breaks down halfway through the first year. <laughs> Boom, Kick at the hunt. Regarding the whole, um, the... <laughs> it's unfortunate this week that the Cowboys had a buy <laughs> so that we didn't get any cost Jason, you know, nothing with cost, cost Jason. Yes. But, um, Kick at the hunt, regarding that, that hooker's conversation, he said, uh, Austin or Reynolds may not be any Joey, but both would be a better nine for the Blues. They could provide the ruck speed that's needed. There's nothing to. There's nothing about Reynolds to me that says ruck. You know, innate ruck speed. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I think Robbie with crystal clear instructions and like some kind of way to ensure that he followed them. Like the instructions he had in the Tigers last game. Do this. Yeah. Or you're playing Reggie's for the rest of your career. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, um, and he kind of, any, any kind of did it for the most part. Look, the, the thing with Joey was Joey was the sort of guy that would get into dummy half. Yep. And you know that he was going to put the ball exactly where it needed to go in yep. the quickest possible manner. Um, yeah, you know, nearly every single tackle. Yeah. I'm not sure Reynolds is that sort of half. No, I don't know if Austin uh, really and, is either. And I don't think I, they're yeah, both more ball running sort of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, like, right idea, if you yeah. had to pick one of the two, you'd definitely go Austin, probably just based on his size. Um, and, and Reynolds has had a go to him. We, we know what he's, we know what he offers. Yeah. Not, not a great deal. And yeah, he was, you know, he was present during, during the, uh, the streak breaking win and everything. To, to his credit, I reckon Reynolds more, more so than maybe anyone in this New South Wales team, 
he's the guy that's going to dive through a flurry of boots and, and bodies to dive on a loose ball. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, he, he's going to get to that ball before anyone else, fuck if they're closer or not. Yep. He'll bite and claw his way through and... Yep. I think, but, um, yeah. Doesn't no. necessarily make one a, a good hooker. Yeah. Matty McP25. Jay should do it this week in Men's Hairstyles Podcast. It'd be a very fucking short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a man button. <laughs> there you go. You just heard every See episode. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. This episode is brought to you. <laughs> brought to you. L'Oreal, because you're worth it. Fuck <laughs> it. You know what? The, there's a YouTube video out there somewhere. Yeah. And I forget what show it was on. It might have been on that Amy Schumer show. Okay. I think it was. About men with ponytails. Okay. And they had a guy who was an urban samurai. <laughs> And he had a ponytail, and he, he was one of those guys that, yeah. you know, wore the kimono everywhere. And Oh, fucking really? He was, he took it that far? And had the, like, had the ornamental swords on oh, the wall at God. home. It's fantastic. I'll find it and tweet it. Yeah, all right. Um, Slippy underscore eel. Next thing will be Corey Norman walks out to pursue a career as a top male model. If that happens, I quit. <laughs> not hoping. Obviously, this is regarding the uh, the, the, the semi situation. And um, I'll tell you, Slippy Yield, he is the most devout. I don't know if there's a person on Twitter that's more devout towards any player than he is towards Corey Norman. <laughs> Just tremendous. Uh, Peko Niccolo. This week in league, be catching digis while digis be catching feelings. Hashtag real talk. <laughs> Let me tell you, I could fucking go further on that real talk this week. I found myself blocked by the Seagulls fucking account this week. And um, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure when it happened because I, I didn't remember a time. Because I'm people retweeting stuff by the Seagulls and I'm seeing, you know, how the Twitter shows like the almost the whole tweet that, you know, like, you know, this person's tweeted this and you can see the whole tweet. I'm seeing that. So I don't know if it's because I'm using Tweetbot and, and not the official Twitter app, maybe the official Twitter app locks everything down rigid as fuck and you, you know you can't see uh, but look I've got a dozen Twitter accounts motherfuckers you never get rid of me but um, I thought it was very funny though because I don't actually really tweet them with much stuff I do now but um, <laughs> like, I never really tweet them with much stuff I can only assume that they were looking at the, the results driven business uh, hashtag and just just blocking people that were like all around it or I, retweeted it or I think it's now up to the tool nation to start tweeting manly on your behalf <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it because Wayne Cousins is a fucking bitch I don't give a fuck like you know, that, that fat cunt I'll fucking smash him like <laughs> honestly like but it, like it it really it really does go to to the fact that clubs don't understand social media at all when they have it within like because that that person Yep. is realistically yep. a data entry clerk. Yeah, pretty much. You know, whilst whilst they're on Twitter, they're supposed to be data entry and customer service. Yeah, exactly. And they shouldn't have the power to block yeah, well, you know, supporters on behalf of the entire sporting operation. It's a good thing like for me like the it's it's a it's it's lucky that the rugby league clubs make so much money and they can afford to lose like the the kids memberships and the adult season tickets and yeah, and, and the the revenue from jerseys and whatnot that would otherwise yeah, the, yeah. that would, would probably now go through like your fan gears or places that yep. are actually cheaper and um, don't benefit the club any in yep. any way so um <laughs> now don't get me wrong there should be a blanket policy and if there's any sort of you know bigoted sexist racist homophobic stuff that yep. comes through then the club should be yeah. happy for those sort and of I don't think that, that should be and I don't think I, and I don't think there should be any tolerance of that stuff anyway I mean yeah, I think I think, I think they should be unilaterally be able to go oh yeah. you know the guy's you know like homophobic or you know he said something racist or something like that yep. 
that sh- that should be that should be fine. But when it's just the you know it's supplying, not even abusive, it's more like comical, <laughs> comic, comical feedback on poor performance, which venting fa- fans venting is like it's just a fact like, of life. At worst, it was yeah. dry and condescending. Yeah, and and the, you know maybe it was extra hurtful because I was using the fucking owner's words that he used to justify Axiom yeah. Tuvi. That was the whole fucking point. I can imagine whoever that fucker is <laughs> yeah. in traffic, driving like an absolute cunt, and when people are beeping them, he's in his car talking to himself, oh, you're blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Blocking you. Yeah. Oh, you're blocked. Can't hear you, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> Sad prick. But yeah, like so, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't need their their updates because, quite frankly, everyone else has got better. You know, any update coming from a club is, especially like we've seen from Parramatta through this semi situation. I mean, what the club says is just spin. Yeah. Like that's not news. I mean, news comes from other people. Yeah, so that's it. So it doesn't worry me. But I thought it was funny, and um, and but even funnier than that, because I'm certainly not Robinson Crusoe on the fans, and especially like you know more you know bigger bigger fans that you know spend some serious coin like that blocked that blocked a guy that I know he went like you know on all the world club challenge trips and like literally he was in in 2000 around 2011 um, and maybe even years later that he went to every single he was he went to every single game every season like yeah. he lives dude lives in Sydney went to like you know, New Zealand mm-hmm. if they played in Perth Perth in North Queensland yeah. Brisbane yeah everything yeah, yeah everything but they also but funny and all that that's that's fans but they actually blocked my mate who's on the board as well which is hilarious so fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good one for that um Giannis underscore Mateus just found out I'm having a boy wanted to name him after all 17 players of the 2010 St. George Illawarra team and I'll shut down Hash, so unfair. Well, I think well, if you, you're naming him after all the plays of that team. I mean, well, <laughs> you know, naming a kid AIDS is probably illegal. I mean, there are names they put blocks on. Like, you just can't do it no matter, you know, yeah. how you like. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you got to get more inventive than that. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't go to your wife and go, oh, I want to name our unborn son after every every single player in the, you know, only winning side the Dragons are ever likely to have in the next 50 years. Yeah. You do something like get get a word made up of their initials, you know? Or, Say, you, or you get come up with a name that that is created from their initials, but it's actually like a real name. So, like, I propose that we call the kid Jamie. Yeah. But that, you know, might stand for, you know, like, uh, you know, like it's got, you know, Jason Knight. You know, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's, uh, or, then, yeah, or it's Jamie Sowers. And then and, every know, time someone says the name, you can have your own little internal giggle. Yeah, yeah, and you no. can think, and you can be like, yeah. The reason I put that name forward is because you know, the kid's called Jamie because of Jamie Sowart. Yeah, or or whatever, you know, call kid Princess because it's not other Ben Cray or something. But you know, the daughter <laughs> Princess, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> whatever, whatever it yeah. is. But you, yeah, I mean, like I, because I mean, the story, you know, you, you motherfuckers know this. I mean, I've you know, I, I, I campaigned hard. Hard to get Menzies as a middle name as my, my son. <laughs> I thought it was just, I thought it was like a, a foregone conclusion. Like I was like, well, what? it's a middle name. Who cares? But not nah, just fucking absolutely fucking you know, staunch. It, like um, nah. Yeah, that that's probably a a benefit to your child growing up. Well, she was like, you know, it reminds me of like, you know, like you know, more political, like you know, is in the prime minister, you know, Menzies. Yeah. And I was like, well, that can be, there you go, That's uh, that can be your thing. That's you, what you can say it is. You, you, 
<laughs> and in the end, he's, he's you know he's, his name is his name, and he's and, and you know his nickname's Killer, and you know Jamie Lyons. So I mean, it's fucking you know, I still I'd still, be better off I still win even when I lose. Giving him middle name of Beaver. <laughs> Beaver. Like the the amount of one-liners he could have when he sort of got to university age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as the Beaver machine. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, where are we? Up pop. Glenn Hall's work ethic got the Cowboys over the line. One of your best, Nate. LOL. Great laugh to start my Friday morning. I just wanted to put that in just because I, when I said that, it was addressed directly at you. <laughs> so I'm glad you actually. I'm glad. I'm glad you were there to catch what I was put, what I dropped down there because I, I dropped it completely and only for you. Uh, Grasshopper four seven four. Uh, sure, we'll have I hate Ra- I hate Rabs and a pick of Gus Gould. That, that cunt should be in a home too. So, um, greatest rugby league mind. Yeah, so you, you wear, you, you've you know, you've got a couple of months to get that shirt, uh, you know, figured out. And you know, you can't have anything created. to do. With, you can't have Gus on it because then people will confuse that because they have their little fucking perfect strangers arguments or odd couple or whatever <laughs> that fucking show was. Um. Yeah, so you just say so you just need to have you just need to have rabs on it as well, do you? Yeah. Or just the words? No, just I think it's just I. I <laughs> but remember the whole thing was the, the hipster thing as well, so it has to be like yeah, have like the oh, it's hipster hate. <laughs> it's hipster hate. Oh, what it needs to do is somehow incorporate deconstructed coffee, uh, like you know, hipster beard, um, fucking I don't know what else. You could have a picture of rabs in different pieces. Yeah, deconstructed rabs. Deconstructed rabs. <laughs> Fuck. Um, spasme, spasmenaut. S p a z m a n a u g h t. Spasmenaut. Found you guys by accident a few weeks back. Keep up the random shit and bagging Farrow. He's a gronk. <laughs> Go the bunnies. Hashtag hash rocks. <laughs> um, you're going well until the Go the bunnies thing, but um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Ooh. sir. So I can forgive the odd go the bunnies. Yep, that uh, that 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 account again at S P A Z M A N A U G H T. Get around, yeah, uh, James Dean as he has his name now. I'm sure that's his real name. So, you know, thank you, sir, for returning from the grave to listen to this show. Lovely. Uh, Devonhead is Mean Girls Jay's favourite Lindsay Lohan movie. Oh, Lindsay Lohan's my favourite train wreck. So yeah, yeah. As far as train wrecks go. Yeah, like a, I'm, I'm, I'm now more like a kind of a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hmm. yeah. So so I mean that's that, that doesn't speak no, to mean all, girls being your. All all I know is that that's a movie about girls in high school. Yeah, and they how they're bitchy. Little fucking bitches. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stuart Marler. In quotes, this is talking about Wade Graham. Ban ends Graham's origin dream. Never mind, just get another dream. Work for Hayne. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Should have had a boyhood dream of not taking peptides, which led to roid rage, forcing him to miss his state of origin debut. Eat a whole bag, Wade. <laughs> he had some very, very good tweets about oh, Wade Graham last week. And and just and and his tweets just about Cronulla every week are always like that kind of vibe, like, you know, roids, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Peptide munching, you know, <laughs> they're the, the terms that often recur. But uh, it was funny, and then uh, Beerboy182 tweeted said, yeah, so when you mentioned the GT, Johns was like a, a real hater of the Sharks. I went back and had a look at his tweets. He's put a screen shot and it's just like peptide cheating cunts but like just tweet after tweet after tweet it's hilarious um talking about the, de- the decline topic last week Earthboy75 said I'm surprised no one mentioned Jamal Idris in your decline topic also Maranta world all-star to Q Cup 
look, I don't click class Maranta as one because that World All Star thing was just like a fucking default. Like yeah. they were looking for like you know if like if it was weekend at Bernie's, they, you know, <laughs> Bernie could have played. <laughs> like they were just looking for someone to fill to fill a hole yeah. because no one played. <laughs> like that was just dropout city. It was like <laughs> it was like fucking Western Sydney school. It was like somebody dropped out of that game. Um, Giannis underscore Mateus any convo about never made it which doesn't include Moses and Brooks is as pointless as Loz's selections to win origin hash hopeless I think you're hopeless sir look I think it's a bit too early to say that like you know Moses and Brooks have never made it I mean like I'm the I'm the biggest critic of, you know mainly trolling clean of course but come on these guys are still going in their careers and stuff like <laughs> it's a bit too soon just you know, to talk that I mean, yeah. you know, if one of them fucks off to England in the near future then yeah sure hmm yeah, you can you can say it then. You know, we know they they give it up, but no. Uh, Paul Mack underscore seventy eight, greatest players who never were Carlos Falinga and Tao Tao Monga. Monga especially, mm. he was very he was was he the next Greg Inglis when he was at East or was he or was he or was he better than that? <laughs> <laughs> he was very highly rated. He was one of those ones that was like, you know, a, a rampaging, like, you know, leg leg drive tackle busting guy. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like Conrad Harrell. Sort of, you know, like, and then what he went up, did he go to the Cowboys or something? Like, at some stage? And just never happened for him. It's true. I don't even remember fucking Carlos Fling, to be honest. I don't know who he fucking played for. He uh, clearly didn't, um, he didn't get, uh, you know, approach that next GI thing anyway. Like, at least in my, yeah, in my perception. Um, you know, mileage may vary if you played for your side, of course. Um, Devonhead Brett Furman was touted as possible next New South Wales slash Australian halfback got heart, got hurt and was never the same that's another thing like touted I, I never like I think of him and I never thought yeah. he was anything remotely decent good there's, there's some players I do remember as being oh well you know the, they will be like the yeah. Tim Smiths of the world yeah, and, and I yeah. Think remember Brett Seymour he was always going to be a couple of times he, like he fell off the rails and then he came back yeah. and he was going to be again like you know no yeah no, never was. Um, this week in X Factors, it's going to be a short one this week because a lot of there's a lot of crossover X Factor stuff. It was on other topics, so like it appears elsewhere in the show, so it doesn't just condense down to this X Factor you know section. But yeah, it's like AIDS. Yeah, it just it gets into society, and all of a sudden it's just <laughs> in 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 parts of society where you don't expect it. It's not related right. to X Factors either, but like last week, there was a bit of misconception out there from the listeners. <laughs> like there was a lot of people going, "Oh, what was that movie, the Jim Carrey movie? You know, about where he kept seeing number twenty-three? No, Jay didn't say that. Oh. He said where, the, where Jim Carrey keeps seeing the kept seeing a number keep or something. A number. Yeah, yeah, and like it, I mean, it's obvious. That like, <laughs> so that yeah, it wasn't like Jay inadvertently said the name of the movie, and we would, yeah. you know, to fucking relax. So what was that movie about? The wars that go on in and around the stars. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean those those tweets were, were fucking hilarious though from start to finish. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> hilarious. They had an X factor to them. At Wally Frogmore, I love it when the term crosses over sports and countries even. And uh, this is talking about the UFC. They had the um, the panel show uh, leading up to the to the event on uh, on Sunday, and they the panel were talking about you know the fight the main event fight coming up, and they had like a, a graphic over the front, and, and it was like um the main event X Factor, <laughs> and it was like you know Stephen Thompson's athleticism, and yeah that was like, <laughs> which is funny because Stephen Thompson's white, and yeah one thing I found in the UFC in particular, I mean usually like if you describe someone as a, as athletic. That's just basically default, like you, like X Factor is a term that we use down here. Yeah. That's like the default term that like Joe Rogan would use to describe a, a muscular black person. 
Yeah. So athletic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Just> like, yeah. <laughs> um, Mad Dog underscore No Space. I love it when the Broncos players troll Jared. Tavita Pangai Jr. at T Pangai on Twitter. Wouldn't mind seeing Bryce Cartwright playing game two. Man has skills and what you what do you call it? Um, hash X Factor. Well, this guy's obviously a complete fucking idiot. <coughs> doesn't well, deserve to uh, play first grade. He at doesn't all. have. He doesn't have X. I mean, he's probably been dumped. I mean, Wayne Bennett doesn't stand for that shit. I mean, like, what happened with Gay Guy and those guys? Like, you know, yeah. that, he's just seen the tweet. He goes, mate, he's tweeted X Factor. We've got a no tolerance policy here. <laughs> Brisbane Broncos, fuck off to Newcastle. <laughs> if you want to do something Broncos like, like have a three way in a nightclub toilet, we can talk. You can walk away from that, but provided one of the holes is assigned to my boy Fluffy. <laughs> I mean, as long as, as long as Darius is getting his. I'm prepared to cast a blind eye over this whole situation. He wasn't at the helm, though. That was that was like in the, the hen jack or hook sort of era, though, wasn't it? Around about then. Oh, that was on a, that wasn't on Wayne's watch, I think. Well, well, because if you think well, about it, he Wayne, had he had how many years at the yeah, Knights? Was it he had three years at the Dragons before that? So I mean, that's was a long. Was it because Darius came up to play Brisbane that he was involved? Look, honestly, I don't remember because I'm, I don't lose was a fucking he a, lot of sleep over who yeah. the Broncos players are spit roasting. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in that club, <laughs> in the uh, in Alumbra. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, of course, the, the Alumbra yeah. bar. No, that uh, no, that bathroom well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here you are fucking snort, snorting coke <laughs> off surfaces where Broncos have been rubbing their fucking balls. <laughs> you have basically, you you you've practically, I mean, given like the connectivity of the ear, nose, and throat, you know, biology, you've practically sucked off Darius Boyd. <laughs> Every time I sneeze now, I'm going, Tide. <laughs> um, this week in Luke Dawn, um, boys are on this week. Next week, they're off. Uh, the, the ESL kicks back in, in a fortnight. they got the like, Challenge Cup some finals this weekend. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll be off next week and, uh, and back the week after. But here they are for this week. Nice one, gents. And hello, Twill Nation. Tom and Mark here, as always, with your whistle-stop tour of all things ESL. We'll start on Thursday night. It was a low-scoring affair. Witness nil, Wigan 7. A seriously depleted Wigan side showed resilience to tough out a win against a Witness side with a serious cause, case of the dropsies, letting at least four clear try-scoring chances slip through their hands. Union-bound Josh Charlie grabbed the only try of this low-quality affair in front of England coach Wayne Bennett, who won't have learned much from this game. Okay, they may have just sacked their first team coach, but Huddersfield was still able to mount a decent lead before being pegged back by free spending Salford this week. New giant Tom Simmons must be wondering what he's let himself in for, uh, but his new side, ably led by the evergreen Danny Bruff, did just about enough to deserve a 31 points to 30 victory over the Red Devils. Also on Friday night over at Bellevue, Wakefield were beaten by Leeds Rhinos, 32 points to 6. A massive effort from Garbert, Galloway and Singleton in the front row were... Um, key in giving Leeds their most convincing win of the season it was almost like we'd gone back to 2015 and maybe offered a glimmer of positivity that that will encourage James Seguiaro towards the amber and blue it was a case of another grand final dress rehearsal another letdown this week as Warrington took on the Catalan Dragons at the Halliwell Jones Stadium uh, poor game management penalties and the conspicuous absence of fat Dave Taylor all played into Warrington's hands Wire to their credit had enough razzle dazzle from the likes of Gidley and Sandar to get over the line for a 20 points to 18 win 
Uh, meanwhile, St. Helens were 48 points to 16 victors over Hull Kingston Rovers. Swifty, the cartoon dog, had a personal haul of four tries to help Saints to a second-half comeback and a big home win. Albert Kelly offered some threat for the Robins amid news that he'll basically be their only hope of a late top-eight push this year. All the Queen's horses and all the Queen's men couldn't put Campo together again as King Biscuit Terry Campese is ruled out for the season again. And it was Castleford 22, Hull FC 24 in the final game of the weekend. FC confirmed their top four place with this scrappy win, missing the likes of Sikamanu. Hull were in fact outscored in terms of tries, but Cassie's poor field kicking let them down on a day where having halfback Luke Gale in the side might well have made the difference for the Tigers. Yeah, and that tough win for Hull FC keeps them top two points ahead of Wigan, over a further two points ahead of Warrington and Catalan. Defeats for Wakefield, Castleford and Widness in positions 6th, 7th and 8th uh, opens the door slightly for the bottom four to still make the top eight come the Super League split, but it looks like a long shot for Hull KR, Salford, Huddersfield and Leeds as the games tick by. Next week, we will take a break from Super League for the Challenge Cup quarter final actions, and then we'll be back with Super League in two weeks' time. Thanks, boys, and of course, get around them the podcast Super League Pod at Super League Pod on Twitter. Give them a follow and uh, give their show a listen. And if you, you know, same same situation as us, man, if I can get on there, throw them some reviews, subscribe, all that good shit, and help the boys out, um, we'd appreciate it. Um, it's funny what we're just having a chat then <laughs> off the air about of all things you know rappers getting sucked off um I had a text or a text come through from my wife and then she's gonna put a famous on the show <laughs> she's obviously listening to my booming voice up there as she's working and she's sent me a text that said I stand by that decision no menzies <laughs> <laughs> Talks after if I talk about her, I'm gonna just whisper. I'm take it. I'm taking the voice down like this. And I talk about her. She's not my dad. Well, it's good that you only text me completely disrespectful stuff about her. And you don't say yeah. it on the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. We keep that on the down line. Just text it to each other. We pretty much only text like <laughs> <laughs> pornography and and just wrong shit, really. <laughs> um. Facebook, Scott, Scott, I won't, I, I don't give people's last names by default just in case they want to be incognito, but Scott sent us a, a message, he said, it all, it's always pissed me off how well spoken DC is, your football mate, go piss in the hallway or something, <laughs> also the way he sits up in that box with a smug smile like he's just graduated, successfully graduated from political school whilst his team's getting flogged makes me wild and I hate Manly. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, th- I think having you know well-spoken young ambassadors for the game is a good thing. Um, and you know he's well, he's smiling. He's not he's not smug up there. He's smiling because he's th- he's he's thinking of me. And he's like, oh, Nate's going to be fucking loving this. Like, I can, I can see he's, I can see him tweeting about results-driven business and you know making T-shirts and and all that shit. I tell you what, <coughs> let let's take this situation for example. Yep. Because right now, yep, I'm basically doing exactly the same thing that Daily Cherry Evans does. Yep. And by that I mean sitting on my ass. Yep. And if someone was giving me 10 mil, <laughs> I'd have a smug as fuck smile on my face as well. It'd be, yeah. And know? diamond encrusted, and, and, and because you'd be sitting here, you know, you wear diamond encrusted underwear. And <laughs> I was just, <laughs> yeah, good. Next time he's up in the box, yep. and manly fuck up, and he smiles, 
and he's just got greels. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's just lifed out. <laughs> Biscuit life. <laughs> but I also think that he's 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 earned the right to to, to smile and everything because I mean the only reason that dude gets injured is because he decides that he has to be prop hooker but like he has to be everything on mm. the field and do everything I mean obviously he, he feels the pressure that comes with you know the, the marquee status in the club and when he's surrounded by a, a pack of cunts who are either not up to first grade because they're replacements of replacements of replacements for injured players or they're just you know just shit cunts in the first place I mean then he's like okay I've got to drag all these fucking cunts with me and and the same thing happened to Matty Parcell this week too so where was Matty Parcell born? He's Queenslander, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's. he's, he's uh, I, I, think, I think he might be. Um, I think he might be Ipswich boy all the yeah, way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, another. Another. Fuck. Another, another um, hooker that's not going to be playing for New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, what else we got here? Um, memberships. Well, the shirts arrived today, so the components are starting to land. Uh, the shirts look magnificent. The shirts um, are fucking unbelievable. Jay's got his shirt. Um, I actually haven't fished mine out yet, but I um, had a, a smaller one made for, for my son, and he, he wore it all day today. And I had one made for your daughter, and she's like, I'm wearing it tomorrow. So, nice. and they, they look fucking great. Like, the print on the back and everything, just, it just, they're fucking really, really, I'm really happy with the way the shirts came out, man. They're fucking great. Yeah. And uh, so the rest of the stuff's going to be great, too. And, uh, yeah, it'll... Yeah. No doubt be arriving, you know, over the next week, hopefully, and get yep. these motherfuckers out. Also, the um, straight out of Tool Nation shirts, they arrived at the same time in the same shipment. So, uh, those, if you're getting it in a membership, I'll probably just, you know, send it all together. Uh, if, you, if you're someone who's not a member but getting one of those shirts, and that's cool, I'll, um, I'll figure out who's who and I'll start sending them out over the next couple of days. So, they're not too far away at all. And then just quickly, yes. Um, when was the last time you threw out the email address? Because I know we get a lot of tweets, we get a lot of Facebooks. Yeah, yeah. Have the emails died yeah. down? Um, well, we, we still get emails, like, probably like 12 to 18 a day from um, Ben and Tassie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, AIDS. It's killing us. Fuck. God damn you, Tom Hanks. Um <laughs> But, um, but for those that don't have yeah, Facebook or... Easy, uh, easy as you can get. Hello at thisweekinleague.com. Hello at thisweekinleague.com. You send us an email. If you find, if you find that, you know, you, 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 you would like the more, the long form capabilities of, of Facebook with it, but with anonymity, yeah. then by all means, send us an email. You don't mind. Fucking love getting emails. Um, if you've been blocked by your club, we'll listen. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll listen. We'll listen. That's funny. A lot of other clubs don't do that. Do the blocking thing as hardcore. Some do. Like the eels, they're they're pretty fucking hard. They're, really? they're pretty quick trigger on the block. But um, yeah. Let us know your blocking situation. I've seen some people. I remember it was, a, it was like Billy Boy eight eight seven. He sent a tweet last week that was just fucking tremendous and so abusive towards the Knights. I'm like, have you been blocked? He said he's tweeted back and no, he hadn't been blocked by them yet. So it was, wow. And obviously the Knights Digi's got a thick skin. Thick you know skin. what? They know which side their bread's buttered on. Well, they no, no, they don't. That's the thing. They should. <laughs> they should, but they don't. <laughs> but that's okay. Cool. I mean, if they're going to make a profit without it, then you know, best of luck to that's them. That's it. Just, I mean, with the people who've been blocked from Manly, um, what I would say is continue the strong support for the football club and make sure you're a, an FC member. And I think it costs like twenty five bucks a year. And once you've been a member for like three years, you get you know you have voting rights and things like that. And it's actually like on things that are important, like the colours and you know the emblem and playing out of Brookie and stuff like that. So that's actually important membership. Uh, the actual like the the proprietary limited membership where it's just like get some merch, you know. It's not as important at all. You don't have to line the pen's pockets at fucking all. So uh, keep that in mind. 
news, uh, first story, this, this semi-saga that happened over the weekend. When did it actually start? Did it start on Sunday? I remember I was off the grid though. I was out and my phone was dead and like so I was off the grid for, for several hours and I think it must have been Sunday afternoon, early afternoon to evening yeah. when it happened. Because I, all I remember was I, was I was off the grid, came back, plugged the phone in and start seeing this talk about semi. The Twitter word is that um, it was broken Saturday night okay. by the mole who has then gone on this afternoon to say that all the haters who bagged him for releasing the scoop on Saturday should say sorry. And then 20 minutes later, the Eels released a press release saying that Sammy will be back and playing with them for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. So... The story I thought I thought Wheeler was like he was like the point the the point guy on all that shit. I don't know. But the story was basically like Semi um, had a pre arranged trip home to to Fiji uh, see the family because the Eels don't play for quite you know, with Origin and like they had their game and then you know they're not playing again until mm-hmm. with the bye this weekend they're not playing until like That's second it. second of July so they got like another you know sort of ten days or something. And let's know, face it, that whole team can do with some R and R. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, mm. um, and so he was going on Fiji, but the th- the key thing was apparently he's telling people at the airport like, "Fuck it, I'm not coming back, <laughs> yo. I'm, I'm, I'm going. To, I'm going to play France, you know, rugby in France," and uh, which is hilarious. And from what I've heard uh, from a number of different places, that com- that actually happened. That's true. He did say that, but the Eels immediately came and said, "Well, look, you know, the standard thing. Like, what could they say? Like, as far as we're concerned, legally." He signed with us until the end of 2017, and we anticipate that he will be fulfilling that you know, contractual yeah. obligation and so forth. And then, you know, like the rugby things keep going, and then the story keeps going, you know, he's coming back, he's not, he's definitely going, he's coming. And a bit of, you know, vacillating over the weekend and, you know, and, and Monday. Today it's been confirmed that he will be returning home to the Eels, and uh, he will play against the Sharks, and he will see out the remainder of his Eels contract, which runs until the end of 2017. Yep. And that comes from his manager, George Christodoulou. Um, I have a feeling this is my my. The, they sent the integrity unit boss Nick Weeks to the manager to talk about you know ramifications. I guess if he was to walk out on league to play French Rugby Union. And there was too much smoke, like, you know, linking in with Bordeaux and, yeah. you know, like, specific club and things like that. It's way too, it's way too much smoke. But um, to the point where Parramatta were, were considering letting him play with Bordeaux from, like, you know, sort of now and yeah. you know, come back in April, play next year's season. Yep. But if we let you do that, you need to sign three years, yep. you know, so in extend. So there was all that talk as well. And all that stuff is kind of private. So I think the main thing what happened here was that... They got in the manager's ear and the the NRL in general, and they were just like, "Look, if he does this, he can do, he can do it. Like, there's nothing we can't really do anything to stop him. But if he does it, there's not going to be any Sonny Bill Williams fucking redemption yeah. or like you know reconciliation yeah. here. It's gonna he is, he will never play rugby league again. <laughs> End of story. Just as a hypothetical, you reckon they would have stuck to that? Uh, I, I I think. I, I'm not sure. When have, they ever, when have they ever taken a crazy strong stance on something and reversed it? Because, like, Sonny Bill was never like, you're gone forever. And he, there's none of no, that. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. If they said yeah. to him, yeah, okay, well, you know, you're gone and we never want to see you again. Yeah. And then in 12 months, 6 months, 18 months, yeah. 
the scoops start coming out going Semi wants to come back to the NRL um, yeah. honestly I don't, I don't think they'd go back on it and the reason is Semi's a good player but he's by no means he's just a winger he's not yeah. a total package he's not a guy that's like you know incredibly marketable um Oh, you know, in English is not is not great, so he's not that kind of like a yeah, can't be a media yeah, entity yeah, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Where so I don't think that he's just he, I don't think he's a total package in terms of like you know like a, a player like a marquee player that you that you would like Sonny Bill on the other hand, yeah, opposite, you know, yeah, like well spoken, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And so that they may you know may backflip on him because he's just, but the the thing is the game the game lost Sonny Bill didn't suffer one bit. They lost you know Carmichael Hunt, Israel Folau. Didn't suffer, not yeah. not even the slightest little bit. Look, I'm I'm happy if they've taken that stance because it's like yeah. you've said, no one player is bigger than the game. Like Greg Inglis could fuck off the rugby, it would not matter. No, no wouldn't matter. Jonathan Thurston could fuck off. The rugby. It, it wouldn't matter. The game would they would they would backfill the gap, and there'd be chat, there'd be newsprint about it for like a month, and then he'd go and do his thing, and then yeah. whatever happened, life would move on. Australia, you know, the next the next guy would come up and yeah. play for Australia, and he would be forgotten. You know, if, look, if that was the case, then every time a great player retired, the game would run into turmoil. Exactly, and that just doesn't happen. Exactly, you know, exactly. So. So, um, yeah, um, from Parramatta's point of view, though, I I really do think the best thing they could do is say to Semi, look, we need you to play out the season. Yeah. If you then want to go and do whatever, you know, that's that's fair enough. Do it properly and we'll welcome you with open arms. Yep. Uh, because that's, he's the Australian winger. Yeah. And he's not the sort of player that you'd, you'd not want yeah, yeah, sure. back in your team. Um, and you'd hope that they put something in there, and I'm not sure how they do that. Oh, they probably can't even do that if he's completely off contract. Yeah. Where they get first crack at him. Yep. Yep. Um, but you'd, you'd... no. I mean, there's been arrangements in place with um, you know, the Eels releasing you know Hayne. Yeah, but that was when, like... yeah that was when they they released him. Yeah, but yeah, but that was kind of like you know stipulations come in into the competition like for example I, th- I don't think Hayne I'm not sure that he didn't he have something that they, they let him go you know to play the NFL and but if he came back he'd have to have to go through them yeah but what I'm saying is the Eels aren't releasing him he's playing out to the end of his contract yeah yeah so once his contract is over yeah then it's really only you know spirit and loyalty well yeah that's the thing they've got to get you've got to get the end of 2017 and so by then you know you would hope that you know next year they have a better season it's not you know no controversy with you know salary caps and whatnot uh and so they you know they have a year where they you know play to their potential and fulfill yep. their but their potential and go well and then that's enough for, you know then he'll be like okay maybe we can win a competition so i'm gonna re-up yeah. and you know spend the next three you know that sort of thing but it just what's it you know what's it over? That's the thing. Is it over money? Like it's because now it's all smoothed over. It's like no, he's coming back and he's sweet to the end of the year. What that does, it just essentially washes away everything that with, with underlying issues that stops them from becoming public now because nothing's happening. Yeah. So the underlying issues are just going to be washed away and yeah. just covered up, and so we won't really know. Yeah, it, it may be as simple as he's he's well well publicised in sending a, a vast chunk of what he gets from yep. the eels back to his family and his local community. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any word on what the deal with French rugby was? No. Because you'd, you'd assume it would be Exorbitant. a fair bit more than what he's on. Because let me tell you, I mean, it's Paramount. a far, far greater culture shock living and playing rugby in, in France than it is playing rugby league, you know. In, uh, in Parramatta. Yeah, in Parramatta, English-speaking, you know, country with, you know, a lot of, you know, your countrymen around you and things like that as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but, um... <laughs> um 
yeah, it could just be as simple as he saw an opportunity where he could make triple the money. Yep. In a short amount of time. Yep. Um, and he and he's one guy. If he says to me, "I'm just doing what's best for my family," I actually believe it. Yes. It's not. It's not an excuse to change clubs. Just you know, and and deflect any you yeah. know warranted criticism. And, and when he says what's best for his family and community. It's actually because of the natural disasters they've had yeah. there in, in very recent memory. Yeah, it's not like, you know, giving his wife a fucking Range Rover or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, I mean, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, more things are going to come out now. I mean, where there's smoke, there's there's got to be some, some measure of fire. They seem to have stamped it out for now, but, uh, yeah, I'll love to see what happens in the next season. Especially if the eels keep compounding shit upon shit. I'll tell you what, if he goes to France, he won't have... Brad Fittler verbally blowing him every single Friday night. Well, everybody blowing him. Pretty much the Channel 9. Too. I mean, you know, he gets these guys lined up like they're fucking... Like, it's like at the Ecker and he fucking goes up to a fucking carnival clown thing and then it's like, oh. <laughs> Just mouths open, just waiting for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Damn, this aids. Um, Corey Parker says a fear of playing past his use-by date has prompted a decision to retire at the end of the 2016 NRL season. He'll end his career after his 16th season of first grade and has a chance to move on to equal second on the NRL all-time list for matches played. The uh, 34-year-old has amassed 336 games since debuting for the Broncos in 2001 as an 18-year-old and could move past Steve Menzies and level with Terry Lamb should he play his side's remaining 10 matches and also get to play in four finals games. He had a chance to move past former Premiership winning Broncos teammate Darren Lockyer's all-time record of 355 games had he gone on to next year. He's been in renegotiation for a contract extension and Broncos coach Wayne Bennett said he was prepared to offer him another year on his deal. I just wanted to do things on my terms and I'm fortunate enough that I'm able to do that, Parker said of his pending retirement. It's important for me to know that I walk away from the game that I love on my terms. One of my motivating factors going into games of rugby league is not to let my mates down. Uh, I don't want to ever get to a point where my mates are looking sideways at me thinking maybe it's past him. Parker's preparing for his 18th State of Origin game for Queensland on Wednesday night. He's also played 13 tests for Australia. That's a dude that's actually had a career that's better than you would ever have expected yeah. when he started, I think. Especially when... Got more um, useful with age. And, yeah, all, all all conversations around his worth as a human being, of which yeah. I'm led to believe from many different and independent sources, there is none. Massive cunt, yeah. Um... Do you remember when he had that decline? You know, he got dropped from the Queensland Origin yep. team, and and it wasn't. I I thought that might have been like the end, the end of him. Yeah. Um, but he was. What was that? Three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, but but has really you know stuck in a lot of effort and yep and come out and uh, you know in in the the last couple of Brisbane outings he's he's been. The reason that uh, that they won their last game and yeah, um, yeah, probably could have gone another year. Do you think? Do you, how much is it? Do you really think it's his decision, or do you think he could have got another year on on vastly reduced money because you know Broncos have to upgrade and retain stars that you know who you know, whose contracts are yeah. probably you know need an upgrade. The other thing is, he was from that generation of Broncos players that included. Darren Lockyer, Shane Webkey, oh, who who um, never who never came off contract, who never came. You off You never contract. heard about it. Like, yeah, you never never ever heard about it. Yeah, um, real the, thoroughbreds. The Andrew G uh, <laughs> fan club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and those players were all of a similar age, yep. and you could almost expect that he, he feels a little bit disconnected from the team at the moment because you've got these young guys coming through who are and there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of bridges really to that. 
Is he the, is he the last of the fucking Mohicans on that front? I'm trying to think if there any any other real bridges from that era. There's not really that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's you, poppy. <laughs> fucking telling stories about you know when they when they won a premiership. They're like, oh, fuck off, poppy. <laughs> you old tea bag. <laughs> So yeah, it it could be it could be a number of reasons, but um, you know, yeah, frees up some what is it, twenty thirty thousand dollars in Brisbane's official salary cap. Exactly, and you know, I guess the thoroughbreds can invest in another highlight somewhere. <coughs> Use that money, yeah, <laughs> wisely. I saw him on a billboard today advertising the city of Logan. Okay, putting on there that he raised his family there. Okay, so really, maybe that's his life after football. <laughs> Poverty-stricken real estate spruker. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to get the, the, the you know, people into the wastelands. <laughs> Populate the the, the yeah. half-life. The nuclear half-life is but, over. Uh, have, have they got a ready-made replacement for him, or would they? Oh, I think they. The Broncos find replacements for everybody, don't they? I mean, there's no such thing as a ready-made replacement. I think for the the utility value of, of a Corey Parker, and I think you know, there's no one there at the moment that can is like a one-for-one one replacement. But they'll just you know they'll slot another forward in. Another forward moves up, another forward moves onto the bench, and you know on it goes. That's the thing. It is more of a a work role than a, a skillful yeah, role. You're yeah. not trying to you know create a uh, a half or a. Yeah, exactly. Exa- I mean, yeah, they're not—they're uh, not going to replace him precisely, but you know they'll—they'll certainly—they'll fill the—they'll fill the gap. No problem at all. No problem at all. Um, now this last story I had a couple of people approach me and say, like, you know, you know, please talk about it, or are you going to talk about it, and that kind of thing on the show. Um, it happened, you know, a little a little bit back now um, in terms of the the news cycle, but um, a junior referee, a sixteen-year-old referee, got um, smashed while refereeing an under-12s game in Sydney um, by a, a trainer for the other side. So what happened is, uh, Kurt Portsmouth, he, he suffered facial injuries after the alleged attack. Um, and apparently, uh, a 34-year-old trainer <coughs> lashed out at him in an under-12s match between the Engadine Dragons and Gymea Gorillas. Uh, the 34-year-old tra- is a trainer for the Gymea team. And I think what happens is in the junior in junior ranks, you can't send players off. But what the what, but what the referee can do is insist that a player is replaced. Okay, um, after this player was you know lashing out with his feet um, at an opposing player, so he sort of so he said to those guys like, you know, this guy must be subbed out and replaced by a bench player. Um, his dad was a trainer of the, of the other side, so he's come on and basically fucking smashed him. 34-year-old guy smashed a 16-year-old kid who was a referee in the, in the face. Yeah, and um, so the kid was laid out, I think. And um, I think he got stretched off. And th- and he had to be taken to hospital as a precautionary measure because he had a brain tumor four years ago, this guy. So Fuck so he's only going to test it. Oh, it's, it's absolute fucking disgrace. So this guy's anyway, he's he, he's got you know, taken to the cops and he's been charged and he's uh, been given conditional bail to, to appear on, as you'll listen to show, it'll be tomorrow, Wednesday, June 22nd. Yeah. So we're going to hear more about the story, but the guy's been stood down immediately and banned from all rugby league grounds in the Sutherland Shire, which governs the, you know, the, the area in which those two teams play. Yeah. But fucking, like, I'm going to be honest, like these days... I don't have a fuckload to do with to do with junior rugby league. Um, used to have, I, I was as a player as a kid, and then obviously, and you know, helping out. You know, when I was a teen and that sort of thing. When I was playing, you know, in higher in higher age groups, um, 
had friends who were very serious, you know, with, with their, their children through there that I used to go to games all the time um, as I got older. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, yeah, my son, he's no interest in playing football. He's a martial artist, and that's that's where he wants to stay, and, yeah, that's fine. Um, and I'm kind of... Sometimes I'm like, you hear the shit. I was like, fucking glad. Like, this, this, yeah. like these rank fucking parents who done nothing with their lives and want to live vicariously through the achievements of their, their little small Man. children on a football field. Yeah. I fucking Look, I'm, did. I have an insight into that world. Yeah. And um, I don't, that's what I wanted to bring up too because I know my, you specifically My oldest do. plays, uh, he's under nines yep. now. And the, the conduct on the field yep. is a direct reflection of the parents. Yep. Um, and and a direct reflection of the parents having the ability to a separate their behaviour with their mates from yep. their behaviour with as the part kids. of a team. Yeah. Um, b their ability to let their children appreciate life without them. Yep. You know, um, I'm I'm more than happy to stand back and say, well, hang on, that's your coach. Yep. And so. If you want a pep talk, I'll always tell you that I'm proud of you yep. as long as you put in the effort. Yep. But that is your coach. Yep. And you listen to everything that man says to you. Yep. And you go out there and you execute it to the best of your ability. Yep. We'll talk in the backyard and you know, run around and all that stuff. Yep. But when you're at training, when you're at the game, that's it. Yep. Do not it's, there's been a little bit of ref's fault creep into their team. Yeah. Um you know, oh, the the other team were playing dirty, and and the coach is like, this, all right, this is a, he calls a parents' meeting, and he's like, <laughs> look, this might sound irregular, and it's probably going to go over half of your heads, but any of you, by any chance, any of you can't associate with Twill Nation at all, because <laughs> get a lot of refs fault from the kids, and I fucking I, I know I know what, and, and you're there like one of your fucking kids <laughs> has refs fault tattooed on his wrist. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, uh, but the, the really positive thing is, in his team, yeah. um, we, we stamped that out straight away. Yeah. The fact that, and you explained to them, that that's, that's another player there yeah. who has given up their time so you can play. Yep. Because if there's no refs, you can't play. Yep. Uh, and there's been one instance where, it wasn't a parent that lashed out, it was actually a child that lashed out. Um. <laughs> Their team, a kid on the field. A kid on the field. Yeah. Uh, we were playing, I think it was Arana Hills, and they were beating them very, 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 very badly. Yeah. Um, and our boys have had the luxury of they've all played together since, you know, almost the first year they could play. Yeah, yeah. So they roll a lot of teams just because they've played together for so long. And they got the spine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they're, they're the Queensland State of Origin of the uh, Brisbane Under Knights competition. We're <laughs> uh, under tens now. But, um, this kid uh, threw punches and thankfully at, at that age they were all wearing headgear yeah. and they were all just haymakers and there's not a lot behind them or you know um, in terms of technique and, or power and the the words that we had back from from his coach who was pretty involved with rugby league yep. from a, a professional standpoint in his day job um, was that that kid will be rubbed out of the game yeah. They won't be able to be registered. So they, you're 100% right. They yeah. took him off the field. Yeah. They didn't penalise the team by making them a man down. Yeah. They brought another kid on. Yeah. But he was ejected for yeah. the rest of that game. Yeah. Um, and that's when you hear on the sideline the parent going off the yeah. head. And all they did that day was hurl verbal abuse. At the referee. At the referee, yeah. which was 
just sickening. Shit, you don't want the kids to be hearing at all. And and then it just makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. so that's the mum. <laughs> yeah, okay, That that's why that kid was punching out. Yep. I so. would really love to see the NRL get behind this and just throw full force and keep it in the news media. Yeah, sure. Because my worry is with our short fucked off attention span yeah. and journalists not knowing how to actually report ongoing stories or, or investigate anything yeah. deeper than, than shock value yeah. that it'll just fall out of the news cycle and it'll just become a byline it, it's, for me it's, um, it's, it's the same as it's the same as like you know your, your, your DVs and your sex offenders in the, the main thing hmm. once again don't have a right to participate in rugby league yeah. kids guess what same thing and you know maybe it is a product you know, you've got you know fuck parentals yep teaching you how to live your life yep unlucky un, yeah very unlucky that's it um, your, your parents you, you, you're rubbed out you can't coach or assist or anything yeah you know spot in, on in the game um, and you know, I, like, I think rubbing a kid out forever is you know if the, if the parents are, are, are completely rubbed out and can't you know appear on the sideline sort of thing right yep does the kid does that change you know what I mean like does the does the kid change does the kid have a hope of, of changing and becoming like a a, a decent fucking human being or yeah. cause they're young they're like you know what I mean it's not like a Here's it's not like Robert Louis who's like a full grown unit and then still decides to fucking yeah, you know keep definitely. chicks through you know definitely 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 um, but then how do you then have that child participate in rugby league if the parent can't yeah. come yeah. on the field it's yeah. an unfortunate byproduct. yeah but unfortunately playing rugby league is not a right yep that's it you know it's a privilege and I think all kids should play sport be it yep. rugby league or Athletics or yep. tennis or swimming or martial arts, whatever yep. it is, it's great for kids. But you know there are consequences, mm-hmm. and I, I'd I'd really love to see the NRL take this on and say, hey, uh, we're supporting this young boy. Yep. Um, he's going to need some sort of you know, counselling just to make sure he's not um, too messed up. Yep. Did I read that right that he was a refugee as well? Uh, I don't know. Don't know about that. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure. There's got to be some sort of race thing to it. It's Cronulla. But, um, yeah, uh, I'd 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 like to see that that they they go through and and really help and and assist with with any legal issues and and really yeah. take it as far as they can, you know, legally. Uh, but yeah, hundred percent, fuck them off, get them out of the game. And the unfortunate byproduct is that their kids suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, that's for that's for them to reflect on. Yep, their parenting their their, their parenting skills and their yeah you know, things that have led them to that that's point. It. You got to pass a test to drive a car, but uh, it's true. You just got to. And if you fuck up, you don't get to drive a car for a period of time, and sometimes ever. Mm. Although some people get away with a fucking lot in the car. Or you get to run on for manly. <laughs> well, yeah. After blowing three point eight, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, a fucking fly spray. You learn to fly sprays and fix a broken ankle. But we'll get into that. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app. Putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedule, stats, match information, fucking you name it, they've got it. And not only that, they should have it at a trolling tab because they've started pretty much directly trolling you, um, Jay. They, they sent us a tweet that said, uh, This Week in X Factor, <laughs> Tarek Sims finally decodes the omnipresent adjective. 
mongrel spark and no tries and they had a screenshot from the app with a with an article about uh Tarek sims wanting to be the x factor over at the dragons and um mm. yeah you know juxtaposed with his actual statistics <laughs> which aren't terribly impressive uh, so yeah once again much much love to sports mate but yeah you know when they start trolling the host of the show, I mean, it's just it's just magnificent um had a Ben R forty seven tweet us and he said uh he tweeted them as well. He said, Just got the app, I love it already. I'm looking at James Graham's stats right now. And it's like James Graham and he's got on there height, one eighty seven centimeters, six foot two, weight hundred four kilos. He's just looking that's a stat he's looking at. And uh, and and no doubt furiously masturbating over them as well, you know, given that uh, props to his favourite position and James Graham is his guy. So oh, fantastic. <laughs> just tremendous. Do you have any any sports mate love you want to give this week or can we get into the recaps? Look the fact that the fact that at least that they've gotten on board with the fact that X Factor is a piece of shit phrase that needs deciphering. Sounds like it sounds to me like they actually um you know, they they've put it upon themselves to, to actually try and decode it. So that's a good thing. I mean they, they want they want to it's almost like they want to justify X Factor. They're like Tom Hanks in that movie about the code. That had something to do with the you know the you know the the great you know inventor artist and so forth you know uh, uh, I believe his name Leonardo da Vinci and uh, some sort of code revolving. Around. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've no idea what you could be talking about. No. But. Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks one. But yeah, yeah, of course, Forrest. Yeah, yeah there was the one Forrest Gump. That's that's the one where he was fucking on the on the beach with the volleyball, right? <laughs> Um, I had, had a mate of mine um, <laughs> email me last week. I forgot. I just remembered as we were having a discussion then. So I just I've, I've brought up the email while we're talking. But um, he said, um, listening to the podcast this morning, it occurred that your host was tied up on describing the unquantifiable value the Coots winning experience would bring to State of Origin. You could, dis- you, you could explain it to him that an identifiable but unquantifiable value that he might bring to help New South Wales win would best be described as an X factor. See the Oxford Dictionary definition. A variable in a given situation that could have the most significant impact on the outcome. <laughs> so he's taken he's taken your your, your unquantifiable Lockie Cute thing, rolled up an X factor. The actual the the answer to your your conundrum is X factor. No, it would be a benefit to the New South Wales team. Team his his winning mentality would be of benefit to the New South Wales Origin team. <laughs> See now you've got the winning. Now, now you're actually clarifying things as winning mentality because you had trouble with that. And you copped shit about that last week, didn't you? Yeah. With the unquantifiable. Yeah. Any anything that's not an absolute concrete statement that that inquires any sort of abstract thought to, yeah. to take context into account yeah. and bring together, you'll take a kicking over it. Yeah. Um, but back to sports, mate. Of course, get on the app sport, app store. Uh, look up uh, sports, mate, and, and they've got so many good apps. But League Live is the one that we want you on to because uh, it is the greatest of all time uh, NRL apps. And talk to them on Twitter. Like, yeah, it is. It's that that rare with where every every fucker in the uncle's got a social media account these days. Yep. But these guys are never too high and mighty to get down and in the trenches and have a tweet and a laugh with the fans. Exactly, exactly. Get on them. Awesome. All right, very, very short round this weekend. Fuck, it was a terrible round of football. Like, just, just disgusting games all around. 
um, kicked off by Friday night's game of uh, the Eels 30 defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 12 at ANZ crowd of just under 12,000. The Eels 30 had uh, tries to Gutho, uh, the double to Bevan French and uh, Semi Radradra with tries. Gordon 4 of 4 conversions and 3 penalty goals. The Rabbitohs had 2 tries. Alex Johnson, Nathan Brown with tries. Cody Walker 2 of 2 conversions. Yeah, the game started out as a, a nice contest. You know, two yeah. two teams down on form, down on troops. And Rabbitohs come back yeah. into it when they That's look it. like they were gone. Um, With actually a very good try, too. They, they both had a very good crack at each other. Um, but South ended up just suffering from the same issues they had last week. They they could win the battle of the field position. Yep. And at many stages in the game, looked like they were coming back or on top, like yep. I said. But, but they just had no idea how to turn it into points. There was no direction in their attack. There was no threat. They couldn't build any pressure. Um, the, the, if you just saw their midfield performance, you'd think that they could get in there and grind with any team yeah. in the NRL. But there was just no finish to any of their sets. Uh, Parry did very well to hold on in this one, I thought. Mm-hmm. There were a, a couple of points where the, um, the, the Rabbits looked like they were going to come back. They didn't know how to finish it off themselves, but if Parramatta had gifted them too much, yep. then it, uh, it would have been inevitable. Um, but it was South that ended up handing it back to Parramatta. You know, I think there was once they gave them um, like two penalties a row in a row and then knocked the ball down and gave them a repeat set. And it was just... Yep. You, not even the best teams are going to deal with three and four sets in a row uh, in, in the second half. But, um, you know, big semi... That try of his. Yeah. And uh, that, that's why it shocked me a bit when I heard the news that he was leaving, because he, he, like, he looks to be putting like a truck himself oh, yeah. on, on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed watching this game. Um, you know, badly kept secret that I like watching Semi play. I also love watching Michael Gordon play. Yep. Um, and, and he seems to be taking a much more involved role in the club in the last couple of matches, so. Yeah, and there's still that talk that, you know, like mid-season transfer to the Roosters. Yeah, which, um, look, I, I think he'll, he'd improve any team he goes to. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, professional old flash coming to the end, but I mean, dude's still got it, I reckon. Um, Giannis and Mateus, uh, it's time to retire Rabs when the narrative team beats the pride of the league and both aren't in the finals. <laughs> uh, Solzy04, this parasite would be pretty good if not for the hashtag unpleasantness. <laughs> The St. George Illawarra Dragons 20 defeat the Melbourne Storm 10, or should I say the Storm tanked to the Dragons. <laughs> Win Stadium, crowd of just over 7,500 on Saturday night. The Dragons 20 came from tries to Widdop, Kurt Mann, uh, Mitch Rain, Widdop 2 of 3 conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Storm's 10 came from a double to Gunigugu and uh, Tohu Harris with a penalty goal after missing both conversions. Has anybody checked for conflict of interest in the person who does the scheduling and, and their relationship to St. George. Yeah. St. George have received a soft draw this year. I mean, it happens to teams, they get well, soft that's, draws. That's four points. Yeah. That's four competition points yep. that they have been kissed on the peen with yep. um, in getting the Cowboys and the Storm yep. during Origin. Yep. And both At times, home. Yeah. they were lucky to get away with it. Yep. And this time, ably, ably assisted by um, fucking... Craig Bellamy, yeah, in late late in the piece, you know, getting Munster out of there. You know. Oh, he does. He shafts people. Oh, 
I shafted I my super coach side. I mean, well, he didn't shaft it. He's on like, you know, he's, he's resting months. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, I can't be fucked. Someone in Bellamy's past has had a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> so every now and again, he just fucks with people yeah, yeah. just to get back. Now you feel, uh, <laughs> you feel the red hot penis of, of, of being dicked by the bookmakers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your multi. <laughs> but he, that, like, that was literally, that was literally. There was no fucking injury or any concerns or anything. He's like, the Origin guys are getting a rest. Fuck it, I'll give the other good ones a rest too. Might put us in better stead in the run home. Uh, but you know what? There you go, Dragons. Fucking, you can have it if you're good enough. Well, have it. You know what? It, it's not such a stupid idea, and I don't know why more teams don't do this when they well, have Origin. Yeah. And like, let's face it, the, the Storm are always going to struggle. Yeah. Without their players. Oh, but I mean, you put. I think if you if you put like a Munster and um and old mate, the other one he sat out in, they'll they win this game. Yeah, I'm, beyond I'm, look, beyond I'm not, shadow of a doubt. I'm not sure they win it. Um, but you know the the thing that that Craig Bellamy's done successfully over and over and over and over again is take uh, mediocre players or players yep. who aren't living up to their potential and, and elevating them to to the Storm standard of football. And I think any first grade experience that he can give these younger guys is yep. a good one. Yeah. So for him to say, you know what, it's Origin round in my plan for the year. I write off those games anyway because yeah. I know I'm going to lose. Did you see the, the post-match ones. press conference? I didn't see it. No. I'm just curious that his demeanour, like he would have been fairly relaxed, I'd imagine, like, like yeah, fucking, yeah, fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what about the referee? Who cares? That's it. Clearly they tanked the shit. Thank <laughs> 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 you, shit. <laughs> oh, um, uh, sorry, I've, I've left my ticket in my car. I just need to go make sure I'm still... <laughs> but... Um, you know, the many a time I've said that there's during Origin you get players playing out of position to cover other players that are out. You yep. Know, you know, he's he seems to just be in, in acceptance. He's he's uh, you know zen enough to go. Yep, we're going to lose them. Yep. Fuck it, throw some kids out there. Okay. Um, ben R forty seven. Even though that game was a terrible one, Vuni Vali deserves Rookie of the Year for his twelve tries in eight games. Fucking Guni Gugu. Like, I'm, I'm happy for Guni Gugu to get on the ballot, but I mean, it's we're halfway through the season, so, you know, it just can't be far. You know what? He looks like... I know you want to suck him off. Like last no. week, you fucking told us how classically he, beautiful he was. He looks like if Grace Jones had a sex change. <laughs> so you're saying he's beautiful? He could have appeared in a Conan the Barbarian movie. <laughs> or James Bond movie. <laughs> and would not have looked out of place. <laughs> It sounds like he's appearing in in, uh, in, in, in Magic Gunagoo XXL on your face in your dreams at night. <laughs> oh, um, oh, Jay. I know you, Jay. <laughs> hey, hey you, you the fuck me, man, right? <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> He just mashes any movie mash up and he's like, come over here and fuck me up the ass. <laughs> Matty McP25. Tarek Sims undefeated as a Dragons player. So? You start getting around Tarek Sims, that's gonna that that kind of that kind of behaviour's gonna come back and burn you, sir. Honestly. You you'll be cursing to come out within a fortnight. Mark my words. <laughs> that's like taking a piss, leaving a zipper open and asking Stevie Wonder to do it up for you. <laughs> It's like it's like co-hosting this show and throwing terms out like cost Jason the next factor and expect him not to come back on you. <laughs> Wally Frogmore, 
Star players out or not, you can tongue my Gucci purple cheek cunts. <laughs> Look, and like, I'm not going to take it away from the Dragons. I mean, it is very satisfying to beat the Storm. You know, I've been there many, many times. Yeah. Um, it's it's uniquely satisfying. I mean, I don't know how you feel about beating the Storm. I don't know. Do you, you really have a thing? Do you really have a thing with them? No. Like, cause like, mainly, obviously, they got a, you know they got a thing with the Storm, so it's, it's very satisfying, you know, to, to beat them. Doesn't matter how either team's traveling; it's just yeah. it's great to beat them. They normally pound us, so any yeah. any time they don't put four. And I mean, the Dragons, obviously, you know, going back to '99, that that would be the yeah. that would be where they've got it. I mean, yep. you know, Dragons brought that shit on themselves. Though. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like they got their rest faulted or anything. Come on, uh, Benny two seven. This game could be early contender for Vuvuz all over the year. Hashtag cripple fight. Oh. You know what that game was? Perhaps a little bit harsh there. Yep. No, that it it was. Yeah. It was like trying to watch a man with erectile dysfunction <laughs> have sex with a postmenopausal woman with a fucking Gobi Desert badge. It was just <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> Sounds like what do you describe to me is what is what is what I imagine when when Rabs and Gus have conversations with each other. That's that's pretty much the same analogy. <laughs> um. Gobi Desert Badge. <laughs> Warriors 12 defeated Sydney Roosters 10 Mount Smart Stadium just a touch over 14,000 Sunday afternoon football the uh, Warriors 12 came from tries to Sean Johnson try uh, to Sean Johnson Isaac Luke with a conversion and three penalty goals mm. the Roosters 10 came from tries to Mitch Orbison Connor Watson and uh, SST with one of two conversions yeah, it was definitely their uh, their time for a Rocks game there's been a, mm-hmm. a couple of diamond-heavy performances in the last couple of weeks. Yep, yep. And all odds, I thought they were going to come out and, and blitz this game. Um, even our little our little punting punting circle that we had, everything was on the Warriors 13-plus. Yeah. It just, just seemed like a, an easy yep. one. Um, and they came out and just rocks. Yep. And it was that, that classic Warriors thing where it's, I don't know whether it's a lapse in concentration or whether they're... They're fatigued physically, or, or what it is, but it's, it just seems that all across the field there were passes coming off hands or going behind players and yep. dropping it over the line. It was just one of those Warriors performances where it was only only a little bit off, yep. but it was off everywhere. Yep. Um, now, to his credit, though, like Sean Johnson's obviously not a hundred percent physically. Yep. But he's just one of those players that when he when he need, knows he needs to inject himself in, he saw an opening, and and even with a carrying injury, just the ability to put on that try he did, where he sort of stepped, was it two, three players? Yep. And, and never had a right to score a try from the position he was in, going back in the direction he was. Yep. Never had a right to score that try, but that ended up being the, the difference in the end. Um, Roosters fans must be doing it tough. A lot of refs fault in this game, especially. A lot of refs fault in this game. And the Roosters are very, you know, they've they've almost, you know, su- you know, superseded Panthers fans as like the kings of Westfold. Um, How are Panthers fans the kings of Westfold? Well, basically, because you're led by the king of Westfold to start with. Yeah, so there's one individual who is the king of Westfold. No, you get you, you you got some you got some other ones there that fucking don't mind, don't mind throwing a Westfold around when it happens well, to them. Well, any of the yeah. Panthers fans that I see on Twitter. Oh, there's, there's, they're all. You know what? This year, I found they're better, and the reason is because they don't want to be like the other one. Yeah. The other one's become a powerful cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> 
has this is what happens is you can be so twisted up in fucking hating refs and, and complaining about refs. This is what you fucking look like. And they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to look like that. No way. Look at the before and after meth photos. <laughs> this is you on refs' fault. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I didn't see a whole bunch of stuff to be oh, fuck. uber. Oh, fuck. You didn't, you didn't see, I swear to God, Sydney, Sydney Swan's memberships went up fucking 25%. That's how much refs <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> it's wow. crazy. And look, I mean, uh, East, East, East fans will, they will deny that the Roosters will, will you know, that for many years through their minor premiership winning run mm. that it was a declared strategy to give away a penalty rather than an advantage you know that could lead to scoring a try yeah like it was they, they would even deny that and they would just complain about the penalty count and then the refs are doing this to them and that, and when they didn't play for penalties no that's right they didn't play for penalties but they didn't give a fuck about giving one away if it was going to yeah. you know stall the momentum of another side putting an attacking rate on yep, like. so I just don't find I, 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 I struggle to understand sometimes why they are so quick to assume the the victim's role, you know, in terms of refereeing when they you know, come and blame the ref all the time. So that's 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 just me. I I put it down to the roosters at the moment. In it's purely an effort thing. Yeah, you have some players in there, and and this is why it must be frustrating for the you know, non-refs faulting fans who actually have eyes and, yeah. and can look at their team. Objectively, yeah, that game was lost before, like the, the the you know the 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 happenings at the end of the game, where you know with the knock on when it wasn't you know yeah. it was pulled out. Like, like I mean, even if focus there, oh, we should have been given a penalty and we would have kicked a goal, and you know the thing is, like, there's so many other things that happen between <coughs> between fucking point A and point yeah. B before you even get down to this point C where shit could have been rectified. But it, you look across that field, and there's guys like like two dads and letters yep. who are busting their guts on every single play. Yep. They're trying to drag the, the team out of this shit fight. And then it, there's pro, there's the rest of the players who really only seem to be interested every now and again. Mm-hmm. And it's just this lackadaisical, almost passive-aggressive, oh, well, we're not winning and dominating, so yeah. So I'm not trying. Yep, yep. Um, which is must be incredibly frustrating for for East fans, uh, and and I don't see how how they get out of it. You know, people are talking about the players they've lost and the players that they've got injured or suspended or fucking whatever. Yeah, I don't want to hear about their injuries. <laughs> Quite frankly, I well, want to hear that. They still have a team on paper. Looks amazing. We were talking about last week that should right. have beaten the effort the Warriors put out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you can't beat a Rocks effort from the Warriors with the players they have, yep. then there's deep issues at that club. Yeah. Ben R47. The Roosters gave away so many points from penalties, I thought I was watching the Oakland Raiders. NFL humor. Angry NRL guy. That game was a symptom of the cancer on rugby league that is the Warriors. Adding the worst coach just makes it more disgusting. <laughs> so, how dare you, sir. League underscore fan 81. The last time somebody got fucked this badly in New Zealand, Matty Johns was playing 5-8 for Cronulla. Ooh. <laughs> and Jan 17 aka J-A-A-H-H-N-N-17. 2 out of 10 for quality, 8 out of 10 for physicality, 11 out of 10 for the amount of times I threatened my TV with copying a remote. Hashtag squeaky bum time. Is Jan like, is that intentional? 
assume so. He's actually put his as his display name as well okay. as his handle. So yeah. So well, have we considered the fact that he might have Parkinson's or something just when he goes to type. <laughs> he's just doubling up on everything. <laughs> Uh, Monday night for bitch. The Gold Coast Titans thirty defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls ten at Seabus eight thousand two hundred seventy eight. The fucking Jesus, they're lying cunts. They are just the fucking worst. Like, why can't they get like an NRL order? <laughs> there was like fucking sixty five people there. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Stop fucking lying. Just as as they took the count. Yeah. There were two planes crossing overhead in the airspace directly <laughs> above the stadium. Look, unless they've got some fucking sweat shop yeah, under the stadium or something that's, you know, the, the fucking Adidas headquarters for the fucking Australia or something like, you know, it's a hidden factory or something like, come on, man. Like, really? I mean, someone, like, it's not me because, like, oh my God, I have far more respect for my time, but somebody needs to go to a Monday Night Titans game. <laughs> Account. And manual because you could do it. It's possible. Manually count the people at the thirty-minute mark of the game. Yep. Manually count how many people are sitting in seats. Yeah, sure, yeah. you're going to have some ancillary staff and things like that that is going to skew the total. However, no, well, it'd be pretty you, easy. You just you know, on Monday night, one in, one of the ends has nothing. They shut it down. You can't even sit in it. blue hat. Yeah, <laughs> guy in aqua. Oh no, sorry, that's a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Guy in sandy yellow. Oh, no, that's another seat. <laughs> okay, ignore all people who seem to form a swooshy pattern in the seats. Now, that's not intentional. They're seats. Interesting thing. Do they Are they counting actual attendance? Are they saying that these people are physically there? Or are they saying that I these know. are how many tickets were sold, and so it's not our fault if these yeah. people all got sick and didn't come? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's yeah. the question. Okay. Because I, I know back in the day, and I'm not talking that long ago, like, you know, talking like, you know, within a decade ago, the grounds were counted by media managers, coaching staff, social media people who would just go, looks like about 18 to me. What do you reckon? 18, two, two, five, six? Yep, done. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's how you get a lot of skewed figures from the past, especially. Yeah. Where, like, where ground records you know, are like, you know, 20, 21,000 and they couldn't ever fit that many people in there legally. Like, it's impossible. But because it was done in those days where it was just done by, the eye, you know, the eye line of sight and just the guesswork, which is really yeah. like the most unscientific fucking possible way. Now, when they do like, you know, scan every ticket coming through the turnstile and they put out a figure of like 14,000, people go, that's a fucking disgusting crowd. And they go, yeah, it's because you think that that was 21,000 yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that looked full, but the ground doesn't hold that much. <laughs> uh, so, you know, basically what we're saying is they played themselves, especially um, around Brookwell. Um, <laughs> For a fact. Um, the game, though. Luke Douglas, Anthony Don, Josh Hoffman, Ryan James, uh, Nene McDonald uh, with tries. Tyron Roberts, four or five conversions and uh, penalty goal. Uh, Manly had tries to uh, Jorge Tofua and Braden Williami. The curse continues. And Coruscant with two conver- one of two conversions. Although he could possibly be a goal-kicking option because they both look fucking great off the boot. Yeah. Like from the absolute touchline, so um, can kick, can 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 construct a kick that that looks like oh you got a chance of going over, like, <laughs> and that's half the battle, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, because you know we all remember Laurie Daly's fucking famous one. His his, <laughs> ki- his kicks are the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> so go for it. Oh, but again, I'll, I'll leave this one to you. They're, they're your baby, but um, just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
that again, when Manly playing the sort of games where um, things don't quite go, you know, the tackles aren't sticking, people are getting carried out from 30 metres infield, kicks go out on the full. Yeah. Um, it It is in this post-Jamie Lyon dive era. Oh, that's just fucking happens. It's it's also in the post two VV in the coach era too. One hundred percent of it. <laughs> so, oh, look, you know, you no, can go back. The, the for, really I can go back. Bad ones. No, I can. You can go back further. Like you can, you can take it back. It's, yeah. it's 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 a scientific fact that it's all since the Penn control of the fucking club. Okay. Yeah. All I'm saying is before the not Penn's everyone's just, a believer. I'm I'm not a I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a believer in the Pens at all. <laughs> look the the the. The most pleasing thing about this game for me was is that the players really looked like they didn't give a fuck and like they weren't playing for the coach, which gives me wonderful hope that that they that they know what I know and what other people know and that hopefully they'll force the administration's hand into doing something because that performance could be nothing, you know, described as nothing less than, than tanking. Um as evidenced by two or three incredibly soft, you know, tries from like, you know, two or three metres out where it was like the worst missed tackles from people who are not repeat offenders, you know, or, or you know, barely ever offenders in that front. So to me, it just it just seemed like there was a, a real, um, like, just lack of fucks to give. <laughs> and hopefully, I mean, usually when that happens with teams, that's a signal to the administration to say, okay, this coach has, has, you know, has lost the, the players and is not going to be able... You know, can they recover? Um, can they get them back? Um, but the, the players aren't putting in. And this wasn't, a, this wasn't a, a factor earlier on in the season. And look, you can talk about the injuries and everything, and the injuries are awful. I think the injuries may even be worse than last year. I mean, they're, they're fucking disgusting. And they added some more this year, like Liam Knight debuts, breaks his ankle on like his first hit-up or something. Um, you know, Parcel, he's out for a month. Uh, they'll get DCE back next week, I think. But, you know, you st- you know they, they get one guy back, lose another two. So, I mean, they, they're going to be in that kind of unique... Like Penrith the year before last or whatever, yeah. you know, like like can we have salary cap dispensation because we need to actually fucking feel the feel the team. We yeah. need to bring players from outside twenty five. So yeah, it's it's absolutely dire. However, when you the players that are there still have to fucking like they they might not have the ability because they're you know not meant to be there. It's too early for them or whatever. But they've still got to act. You know, they've still got to put in. And like there's players there that just that weren't no fucks to give whatsoever. Is um. um is young Toddy Turbo okay? I think he, I, th- I think what's happening with him is that no, he's fucked. He's playing on one leg. However, he's he's going to k- keep playing and have surgery at the end of the season because he he wasn't right since yeah. the Penrith he, game. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't right like through parts of the Penrith game. Like you know, you could see where you know where where it turned mm. around, and yet the dude is still like always one of the best contributors and jumps I mean, mm. legend. Like both both of those kids are fantastic, mm. and um, Matty Parcell he suffered from the DCE. You know, problem. I've got to fucking do everything here because yeah. you know these, you know these other cunts aren't going to help me. So I have got to do everything, and you know, so you know some mistakes. Yeah, he made some mistakes and and ultimately injured himself because of that. But um, like the times the times were like were perfectly adequate. Like they had they they had to take advantage of like you know uncommitted defence like on the goal line and things like yep. that. I mean, and and they did, and I mean they, and the thing is they didn't have to do anything spectacular. They just had to just complete really I mean just complete sets and you know take advantage of penalties that when they got carted down the other end and that kind of thing yeah. uh, 
which they did. I mean, Manly didn't have very many opportunities. I mean, they looked better with the ball than without it, but like fucking diabolical. And um, this is, as we know, it's a results-driven business. And at this stage, they've won as many games as they won last year. But the in, but I actually think that the games that they'd won, you know, last year, I think they would have been a lot closer. The games they lost, um, and Barrett needs to, you know, something needs to happen. He needs to, the the discussion needs to be commenced. That perhaps you know this Barrett thing's not working out, and it's like it's I, I've, I've fucking disgusted in myself. But it, like the worse it gets for the pens and Barrett, the better the better I fucking like it. And it's almost like if there's anything I can salvage out of this season is the the bullshit those cunts did last season to Tuvi and Co. Mm. and and other staff members who I love who they moved on as well. Like universally have failed them, and it's too late this season to even recover to the point where they the, where you would even give them like a pass mark or yeah. or say they've recovered or retrieved something out of the season. It's gone past that, which is really satisfying to me. You know, so that guys like Donny Singe, like he he gets moved on, but yet the team looks fucking unfit. You know, with this you know, cockhead from the Titans, uh, Dan Ferris that they brought in. Um, you know. Anthony Seabold, the guru, the guru fucking of defence from the Melbourne Storm, architect of their fucking brick wall. Well, the Storm have positively leaked points since he left them. Um, and, you know, obviously Manly's defence is incredible. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking yeah. great. It's great that they think they know better and they thought they knew better and they, and they wanted to shaft all these people for political reasons and install them with people. And, and when that happens, that political thing, and then it backfires badly when the replacements... The only way to keep the fans on board would be to mask everything with success. Immediate success. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that things have actually regressed means that it's very, very satisfying for people who already didn't need a reason to fucking to like, mm. you know, hate the administration of the club. Mm. And so um, I, I hear there's going to be like some, <laughs> there might be some Brookvale protests on the Hill and stuff. And I've had requests to make results driven <laughs> business t-shirts <laughs> for, for the Hill for um, yeah, a, a mobilization of, um, of people at a Brookvale game just to send a message to, uh, to the, the pens wow. and stuff like that. So, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'll, I'll do it for cost price. I'll fucking, I'll ship yeah. it for, I don't give a fuck. Like if I can't be there, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do my bit. But, um, I know there, there are people who who are around the club a lot, and early in the season when a couple of wins had come, and you know, and the the sponsorship thing, you know, with the the coconut water, there were people in the, in the administration, you know, large of Greek descent, who used to be very condescending and smug, walking around like they were, like they were fucking winning, and uh, now they can't they they can't avert their eyes quick enough. It's fantastic. So it's 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 fantastic to see. And if there's anything I get out of this season, it's just like an immensely satisfying fucking you know sense of Schadenfreude. Like the, the, join the like it's a fucking gourmet feast. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll tell you what. Yeah. Speaking of sensational. Yes. How the fuck is Ryan James not in contention for state of origin? Like he was, he was he was pretty good. He scored that try. I mean, it was the softest try I've ever seen in my life. But um. His stats were only okay, though, weren't they? Like well, at least up to halfway. I mean, I've seen the halftime stats, and they were only okay. If we look at adequate, him, look at him on sports, mate. Yeah. Over the season. Yeah. Six tries in fourteen games. Yeah. But tries for a guy like him are very opportune, you know, opportunistic things. I mean, they're not like 
Yeah. Oh, he's not creating yeah, yeah. length of the field yeah. brilliant tries. I, I look into more but, carries and meters per carry averages and things like that, and I don't. I just don't think he's quite. He's quite there, especially when they come up against a side that's actually good. Well, he's got a ninety-seven percent tackle success rate. Yeah, and that's good. He's averaging one hundred and twenty-eight meters per game. Yeah. Which and that's not bad, but I think there's some inflated ones in there that have bumped that up. Yeah. Um. You know, for for him, five errors. All season. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you cut the hair, right? Eh? <laughs> like, he's unrecognisable both as a, like a human when you look at him and as a player as on a the player. field. <laughs> Six tries in 14 games for a forward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to, I don't read really too much of the tries because that's... He's that's paying just, $251 to be the NRL's leading try scorer. He can do it. No, he can't. <laughs> no, he can't. No, no, he can't. No, he can't because by your logic, he's going to score like 11 tries for an entire season and um, that's already been surpassed by Gooding Boo so no. <laughs> 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 the reason why it's $251 is because it's not going to fucking happen, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, the turns weren't spectacular, but they were just kind of like accurate in terms of not dropping the ball when they did their passing things. And, and you know, they, they, took, they took advantage of a defence that was not interested. And, um, and there was a time where they came back, where Manly came back, and it had been, I think it was like, yeah, twenty two ten or something yep. like that. And then Manly were attacking and almost scored again. And I mean, so that was the moment for them to, to fold and allow a fucking diabolically shit team into the game. And uh, and they didn't. And they scored not too long after, which was the final one for the match. And so and then got away with it. So Titans are uh, probably the best example I've seen in a long time on of week-on-week improvement. <coughs> well, they had a bit of a dip in a couple of weeks before, the, in, uh, before this game. But... Um, but yeah, yeah. It, but in in terms of they've, they've started out the year, they're playing very very simple football. Yep. And now they're they're looking to the last couple of weeks they've expanded on that and they're yeah. trying some of that. Yep. That more trying to play rugby league more chance, um, more or riskier yeah, style yeah. of play. Yep. But they, they also are smart enough that when things aren't going their way or when when the other team begins to look to, to try to regain the ascendancy, yep. they can quite easily slip back into that mould of just very simple yep. football. Um, that's what they have to that's what they have to it reminds me a lot of, of Manly of like two thousand and five or six. Yeah. There was a season back there where like it was one of the early ones, maybe first, one of Des era. And when you had like guys like Michael Monaghan and stuff and they literally won the first six games of that season by like five one out hit ups and a kick at the end like yeah. a big kick at the end and they won five the first six games I think and I think the first game they lost they came up to Brisbane the seventh game um, and actually had to you know score more points and and, yeah, and ended up losing because they couldn't um, but yeah so that's, that sort of thing can be, it can be effective to like to get a team just used to you know playing together and that kind of thing like you know good defence and simple like error free you know, possession, field position sort of thing. But, I mean, they're trying to spread it out. I still don't think they're... They're not going to, you know, light up anything with, you know, sparkling attack or anything like that. But, but, but again, that's um, the thing. You talk about, you know, Des as a coach. and Yep. I don't think there's enough work with a lot of teams today on the very, very basics of the game. Yep. And, uh, you know, people might say, oh, well, you know, they're professional. They've been playing all their lives. They should know that sort of stuff. Yep. But if what you need to do is get in and drill your team on, don't drop the fucking ball. Yep. Um, Imagine doing that with the Warriors. <laughs> Decade of premierships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the day they all develop the muscle memory to hang onto a ball, every other team's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. The last the last guys I always go. The greatest trick that the devil the devil pulled was was. 
convincing people it didn't exist. Was no, no, that wasn't the greatest trick. That was that used to be the greatest trick, but it's since been surpassed by his latest trick, which was convincing convincing Manly fans that that Des Hasler returning of a coach wouldn't be a fucking bad and unpalatable thing. <laughs> I swear to God, I would I would never have even entertained it. But at the moment, I'd be like, well, fuck yeah, you can come back any time you like. You see the LeBron James and Manly are the Cleveland fans. <laughs> I don't think so, because like Cleveland never won shit. I mean, we win shit every all the time. That's okay. No, no, but like, just from the point off, he left and everyone fucking hates him. Yeah, yeah. And he comes back and he's like, oh, <laughs> deliver us. But <laughs> Honestly, you could, you could install, you could, you know, you could shank fucking Barrett and install like you know I don't know, anybody Brian Smith I don't give a fuck I don't, you know it's just great to see that this specific ordained person is so fucking clearly incompetent and woefully unable to you know to perform the, the functions of their job uh, it's it's just so satisfying yeah, to see absolute masterstroke by uh, Gus Gould yeah I don't know about Gus Gould's masterstroke because he lost the other, he lost because because at the end of the day he lost Cleary and, and and he's got Griffin in there at the moment. So yeah, we've gained um, a Cleary though. Well, yeah. We've gained Cleary Mark too. Yeah, but not for yeah, not for very long though. Four years. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, before then, wait till wait till Dad signs on. <laughs> That'll sign on somewhere, and that contract will find a way to yeah, evaporate. That's it. Um, and like I'd have Ivan. I mean, dude's got manly blood coursing through his veins, so I mean, he's 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 welcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole this whole business of you know coaches who haven't played for manly thinking they can come and coach, you know, so you get the fuck out of here, fucking blowing cunt. <laughs> um, Mario Siegs. Our injuries can be a reason for us to miss the eight, but not enough to justify making us the worst team. Hash Barrett out. That's high, you got on board, Mario. At Angry Stink. 15 games in the 2015, Manly had the same amount of wins. Which of you fuckers is going to beg twos to come back? And he's tweeted that at the Seagulls. <laughs> Sorry, Karim, you're blocked too now, I guess. Um, at Hammers, all aboard the Titans train, destination September football. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, the fact that the Yields are going to lose their points, I, I guess, is going to be the critical the critical thing there. Yeah. Um, at Unky D. Trent Barrett is a Donald Trump of Australian sports. Started as a joke, now he's here. He has no idea what to do. <laughs> a rare, a rare emergence from the cave of Unky yeah. D. He's rare, rare appearance this year. Um, at on a daily basis, given up on wanting Manly to win games this season. All my hopes and dreams are for it to get as bad as possible for Barrett. Ash for spite. <laughs> at Mup Twenty Three, losses are results. Ash lost driven business. Uh, at Eagle Eye Kiwi. The key difference between this year and last year is that Willie Arm doesn't look out of place in his manly side. <laughs> Best tweet. And Ryan was actually at that game, so fucking, you know, uh, big ups to you. Um, Broncos, Raiders, Doggies, Sharks, Knights, Cowboys, Panthers, and Tigers all had a bite. previews this week almost a complete week in you know, the origin week mm-hmm. I guess first we need to talk about origins happening tomorrow night uh, tonight I guess as you're listening to the show have any thoughts on it I can't see a pathway for New South Wales to win with the team that they've put on the field especially yeah, if oh it's yeah. uh, dry weather as, as we expect I mean it's been you know beautiful today I mean it pissed down all weekend or all Sunday and Sunday night but it's it was beautiful today um, yeah. you know today uh, uh, tomorrow is going to be the same only, I believe the only thing that wets that field are rivers of piss from Gronk Queensland fans not being able to use a toilet like normal human beings. Um, but you're right. I, I really don't see, and we've been over the, the selection fuck-ups yep. 
many, many, many times. Everything from from Moylan at the back, yep. right to fuckhead Schizo Schnitzo at the front, and <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't see a way that that New South Wales get around Queensland. Yeah, I think I think Queensland have uh, more points. I mean. They can talk about targeting Dylan Walker all they like. I don't think that's going to really be fruitful for them. I think nah. what's going to be fruitful is just dry weather, and they're going to be able to get the ball wider, more accurately, and and faster. Yeah. And and just this thing, things that all fall in their favour, like footwork and yeah, stuff like that. You can't do on a wet on a wet pitch. And I think that's the difference. That's all they need. I mean, they they've got New South Wales covered. I don't think New South Wales really has a lot to offer. No. attack a lot more than what they, they've shown already no. um, especially when you look at things like uh, you know Matt Scott is yep. worth more than both of our opening props yep. put together yep. in terms of grit and attitude yep. and, and effort yep. uh, I, I don't think there's really a place on the field where we we have an advantage or have an edge yep um, yeah so Queensland I don't think they'll blow it out like they did in game three last year but, but no, I think I think they'll win fairly comfortably. They'll be very fucking surprised if New South Wales win. Very very surprised. Mm. Uh, I, I honestly I don't see a pathway. Just um, from here, I hope that Laurie Daly gets fucked off and yep. they and they finally understand that we need a coach mm-hmm. because New South Wales don't have the luxury yep. of all of our team playing together in so many different aspects of the game, right from junior football right up to club level club to representative football. Yep. yep that we actually need a coach who yep. can formulate game plans mm-hmm. and and give players instructions. We don't need the, well, the ex-player legend. Bellamy, Bellamy had his chance too and couldn't do it. And he'd be the guy. He'd be the guy. I think Bellamy's a very different coach now than he was even five years ago. Mm. Um, yeah. you, you look at players and players keep improving throughout their career. Yeah, Everything we know about Craig Bellamy and how he coaches and how he treats his players... I see no reason why he wouldn't be a much better coach now yeah. than he was five years ago. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, actual games this week, Friday night football. Penny Panthers take on the Rabbitohs at the Muddy Puddle. Rabbitohs are fucking dead set diabolical. I mean, you know, barring any guys getting killed in origin. <laughs> I mean, I've, you know... <laughs> Which is an actual real concern. It's you always joke a, about it's, that. It's always... A, I mean, it's, you know... You joke about that. But it's Matt Moylan. Yeah, it's, it's it's Penrith. I mean, like you guys. I mean, like yeah, hasn't hasn't hit you quite as badly this year, but it still fucking hit you. Like, <laughs> um, so the, the, so the, only, the only thing Reggie's. that saved us is fucking Jamie Lyon Do. Yeah, <laughs> has has taken the wrath of the injury gods away from Penrith <laughs> and transferred it to Manly. <laughs> oh, we we were getting fucking injured well before that. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Look, um. Best teams on the field, Penrith win this game comfortably. Yep. Uh, it's looking like um, they're playing Cartwright in the number six again, mm-hmm. which I'm not convinced is his position. Yeah. I, I think he is much more dangerous out in his usual position on that right-hand side, um, playing with the guys that he came up winning competitions in the under-20s through. Yep. But uh, how he shut the bed. You know, he yeah, and he's not coming. He's, he's not coming back. Hasn't hasn't done enough. Um, yep. Old old Sugiara looks like he's out the door as well. He's like fucking didn't, off mid-season. They say. Did, well, he he didn't show up for the game. And isn't that funny? That's like Sugiara, like at a time when when hookers are just imploding everywhere. I mean, he could get a June thirty fucking deal. Like, you know, he can come to yeah. Manly, get a June thirty deal. Well, apparently, um, that 
that shit going on at, at Star City and being photographed yeah, with yeah. Uh, the known known yeah. gangsters and fraudsters yeah. has done him no favours and other clubs are looking at it and going look it's not worth the risk jeez so for it's not like he's fucking you know getting shootouts and stuff <laughs> yeah look he, he's never going to make it onto the greatest things that never were list um, he had a lot of potential and, and good yeah. things were said and he had some, some good good games up in North Queensland um, but you know again if, if clubs are looking at him and saying he's not worth the, the off field risk yeah, there must be a lot of fucking shit that we don't know about then, if they're, if they're saying that. Because, I mean, on the evidence that we have publicly, that's a little bit of a harsh attitude, I think. Yeah. Unless there's specific instances of stuff that's, that's internally, you know, knowledge that hasn't managed to find... And I can't understand why that would be the case, you know. Yes, things find their way out easily these days. Yeah, So, but uh, no. Both best Pan- team Pan- should fucking win Pan- it easily, should. but, you know, they should win a lot of games too, yeah. easily. I'll have my... Uh Proctocetal hemorrhoid ointment <laughs> ready. Lovely. Newcastle Knights take on St. George Illawarra Dragons on Saturday afternoon. Jeez, who fucking cares? Ay, ay, ay. Fuck. The Dragons are struggling when the Knights are paying $2.93 for a win. Jeez, that's most, and they're paying, the shortest the Knights have been in a long time. I was going to say, they're, they're paying $8 for every other team. That, wow. Fuck. Um, again, the... The Dragons should come out and and win this. There's something in me that says the Knights have to win a couple, maybe, yeah. for the seasons, and, yeah. and are the Dragons a team to to do it against? Probably not. As, ba- as bad as the Dragons were against yeah. the depleted Storm outfit. Yeah, like they could be, but I just can't see it. Yeah. I just um, can't see it. Unless Pippi Longstocking just comes out and... Just explodes. ...obliterates them. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think the Dragons should take this one. Sharks take on the Warriors Saturday afternoon at Reclaim Australia Stadium. This one depends, again, very heavily on Origin. Yeah, I mean, there's a few guys there that need to come through Origin. However, I mean, outside of that, I think Sharks got it covered. Wade will be back. What's that? Wade. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think I think, the, I think I think Sharks are fine. I've got no mm. doubts in uh, in tipping them whatsoever. I mean, they've got they've got great structure in defence, and I don't think that structure is going to break down in the face of, you know, what Sean Johnson's going to bring. I don't think the Warriors are quite there, you know, with that unstoppable shit. Yeah, agreed. But worst case scenario, they lose Gallon, they lose Fafita. Yeah, if it's an absolute bloodbath, and uh, you know, and there's just, uh, you know, it's just an injury fest. Then there's a lot of guys that can is drop. Is Gallon going to be backing up? Like you'd, you'd probably, well, maybe not for feeder either, because he's not the fittest fucker in the world. But but hey, no, yeah, it's not it's not the longest turnaround either Saturday yeah. afternoon from Wednesday. But um, I think that Gallon's the kind of dude I think that would play if he could. Yep. You know, unless he injures, him, but he's you know very. I, I really hope during State of Origin though that Corey Parker has a word in his ear about not going past your use by date. Oh. And what's he going to listen to Corey Parker? I'm just talking about State of Origin. No, so. Fuck this. You fuck off, greyhead. <laughs> no, I just don't fuck, think Gallon should be a State of Origin team. Fuck off, Poppy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think Sharkies. I've got no doubts yeah. about tipping the Sharkies this time, which may be one of the first times of the season. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs versus the Broncos. ANZ Stadium, Saturday night. It's not, it's not, it's just not Friday night. It's not Friday, but there's still not no a big turnaround. Like. Not a big turnaround. Uh, who's going to get rested? Are the people going to get rested? Wayne doesn't. He is not averse to um, pulling guys out yep. on the day of. Uh, 
look, I'd I'd want to tip the Broncos, but then I think well, Broncos have looked a little bit vulnerable recently. Yeah, and and they've and got far far more players to lose and and you know playing underdone than the the doggies are going to have. Yeah, I just um, I just struggled to tip the doggies. Be there. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I, the doggies have had a little bit of time off. Yeah. So you would think that Des being Des has drilled them on a a couple of things and they'll come out fired up. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and tip the dogs. Yeah, I'm. So, I, I'd I'd make my uh, my final decision. You know, seeing who actually backs up, what happens tomorrow night. But I'm tentatively going to go with the dogs as well. Mm-hmm. And your mate Tavita Pangai Junior. Number fifteen for the Broncos. He could provide some X factor oh, for them. Yeah, great. He's <laughs> fucking <laughs> scratch stomped on. <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic. Gold Coast Titans take on the Canberra Raiders at Hope Solo Coliseum. Um, probably the toughest game of the round, and it's all, it's almost flip a coin. Even then, you know the the Titans being at home isn't really a huge advantage no, for them because it's no only flip go. a coin for me because it, it because you know are the Canberra Raiders going to play their best That's and turn it. up? Are you going to get the Canberra Raiders that, that can grind out and... Well, I mean, that Leilua and Rapana show would fuck the shit out of the Titans. Yep. Absolutely. F- I mean, like, put it this way. They were making... Like, Willie Arm was doing shit. Yeah. Last night. Mm-hmm. Like, if he can do shit to you, then what the fuck are you going to do when BJ comes rolling yeah. through? Um, you know, Caesar coming coming back... To the Titans, yeah. I don't think there's any animosity there, but you know, people no. always want to play well against their old club. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I think just based on the fact that the home isn't any sort of advantage for the coast, I'm going the Raiders. Yep. Same. Melbourne Storm take on the West Tigers <laughs> in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Saint, Saint George get them the week before. Yeah. <laughs> Tigers get them the week after. Yeah. Fuck. Now this is one that I can't imagine that Craig will be looking to tank, um, providing people don't get get slaughtered in the, the Origin game. I, pre- I presume that the, you know, your Cronks and your Smiths will will be backing up. Yeah. Um, he certainly won't be resting Munster again this week, I would say, and uh, and Blake Green at the very least. I mean, he like he he purposely rested his entire spine, <laughs> like you know the remaining members that weren't you know disqualified from playing. Yep. Uh, that's not going to happen again. I mean, the Tigers have been showing something, you know, mm. improvement. I dare say. Over the recent weeks, yeah. uh, still far too inconsistent down in Melbourne. If this was like Campbelltown or something, I'd almost you know say look you know they might have a chance. But um, I think if Craig Bellamy's willingly tanked the game the week before, hmm. he ain't going to do that twice. No. Uh, so I expect Storm to come out and win uh, fairly yeah. well at home. North Queensland Cowboys take on mighty Manly Seagulls up at thirteen hundred teeth. And Manly side, who the fuck is going to play in this team? Like, I mean, more injuries to the... Like, where where are the halves? Okay, so they're going to put Dylan Walker back in halves. Cherry Evans coming back. I don't think that's a given that he's going to be back. Uh, Coruscant uh, goes to nine, where he failed several times at the start of the season. Oh, Nathan Green in 11. Fuck me. The, the, the pantry is fucking bare. Like, there are no players left. Uh, the Cowboys are going to win my fucking... Yeah. Like, a cricket score. Absolute cricket score. Trent Barrett's about to lace up. He's the next. This option. could be this could be the one. This could be the one that fucking gets him out of there. That, that's that's the positive. You yeah, know. you'd expect so. That's the positive side. That could, I mean, there should be. There, it, it won't be the one that you know. He won't get fired immediately after it. But it's got to be the one that seriously starts the conversation. If not, you know, I've, I've no faith for those cunts going. What they're doing, running the club. Mm. Uh, the Roosters and the Eels 
with the uh, buy this week. And uh, yeah, the more you put on, the more you get back. And that is full time for episode 227. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Uh, also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the share button, like button, all that sort of thing. Actually, I, I think I forgot to put the fucking post up for the episode last week. I was so fucking busy. Um, oh, you, so you were in full blown AIDS last week. Oh, full blown AIDS and like so fucking busy and doing the most aggravating of jobs too, like getting an existing website that I've done and then taking it and then redeploying it in China on Chinese hosting so negotiating and buying hosting in China and then getting all the emails the welcome emails and all that sort of stuff for it and it's just all in Chinese trying to figure out how to fucking set it up and then translating all the content of the website into Chinese as well like and like had a Chinese translator obviously you know feeding me content but when you're making changes to that as well it's like you know it's like change this part what part? So you're looking, it's like you're matching characters. <laughs> like it's, like you, it's like it's like code breaking, not like fucking reading. Like it's just, oh, it was, it was so, like Tom Hanks movie. So unenjoyable, but but uh, but but rewarding financially because when you charge by the hour. But um, oh, just and when you're sick though too, it was just very unpleasant, and I just forgot. So uh, apologies for that. And as a result, no new iTunes reviews this week because probably people are like, oh fuck yeah. The episode still came out though. I mean, like, yeah, you don't have that many excuses. I mean, you make your stepdad cry when you pull this shit. Um, so <laughs> listen, no, to I'm fine with this. I'm fine when there's no reviews because that means you're not going to hear X Factor jams on your ass up. <laughs> so look, honestly, if that's not a red rag to people out there to do a review for next week, you know what to fuck do. Off. <laughs> fly monkeys. Fly. <laughs> Um, Supercoach the Wendells remain in first position Ram and Robbo back up to second NZ underscore Magpie 54 in third then we got our Silver Foxes the Pool Sharks Fijian Eels SFC Bobbers Too Much Tuners and Puds Picks so unfortunately the Scottish Street Fighter is out of the top 10 oh. um, so we can't say that team's name this week it's very fucking disappointing so far this round of tipping's not over because they include Origin in there but um, so far Desi's Ducks on top, tied with Lemon, tied with Whitey. So three at the top, and I think David Kingston, I think he was on top um, last, I think he was, was he on top last round? I thought he was, but um, he's dropped back into second, like one point behind, uh, tied with JB. And then we've got Bulldog, Wixie, Norts, SNS, Marla, and that takes us through to eighth. And then we've got Tucker on ninth. And there is like 10 guys on the next level. So it's close to get in on 74 points, which is six off the lead. But then we've got guys like Ryan Finance, John Zambelli, Erebus Chaos, Pud99, Michael Rothery, Doog, Says, Underscore05, Ben Diggity, and Axe is on. So there's a lot of fucking names we've never seen before in the tipping. And uh, we'll see how they get sorted out, I guess, over the next uh, little yeah. while. Um, that's it. Apologies to the over two two hour crowd, but it ain't gonna happen this week either. State of origin. So, state. I mean, we still to getting a four a four match recap fucking weekend out to an hour fifty is pretty fucking ridiculous. But um, next week, an almost full round of action plus state of origin. So I'm sure you uh, larger episode lovers are gonna be uh, very happy with what happens. So hopefully we're over all the aids and back bigger and better next week.
Enjoy your football, Tornation. <laughs>